because we are Adam's rebellious relatives, we have a sinful nature. And we don't tend to like being forbidden to do something that we think uh, will limit our fun or our independence or our freedom. I mean, it limits us. And even the fact that our parents are looking out for our good, and we know this, when they forbid things. And God also, in his love, forbids us certain things, and he forbids us certain thoughts and actions. We still want to do that, because that's what sin is. That's what we do. And if you feel that your will is limited by these commandments, you're right. Your will is limited, and should be. Now, the first commandment says, You shall have no other gods before me. And this requires certain things, and it also forbids certain things. Specifically, if you look at the answer, there are, I think, three things uh, noted in the answer. First of all, we're forbidden to deny the true God. We are forbidden to deny the true God. We are also forbidden to not worship him and glorify him. And we are forbidden to give worship and glory to any other. Now, we could say these things in the positive, of course. We could say we get to acknowledge that our God is the living and the true God. Praise God. We get to worship and glorify the true God. And we get to give or offer our worship to him alone, not a bunch of unseeing or unknowing gods. But it's good for us to understand this command from the negative and the positive. In fact, we should look at the commandments in every possible way. Every way we can understand these commandments, we should look at them. And I believe it's good for us as parents to do the same in training our children so that it's clear what is required and what is forbidden. Psalm 14.1 says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. This is what fools say. And no matter how smart they are intellectually, it's a foolish thing to say that there is no God. Last week I was listening to the uh, debate by uh, Bonson and Stein. I think many of you have listened to those. If you haven't, I think we have it in the Church Resource Center. And uh, excellent, just an amazing uh, debate. It was called the Great Debate by some, I guess. Uh, and the, the question was, does God exist? That's what they were debating. So there's two really smart guys. There are a lot of words. I'm not sure I knew what they meant. But it was obvious that they were intelligent. But they both had presuppositions. And I thought this was Bonson's greatest point. He's telling this other man, Mr. Stein, a professor, uh, you know, you have presuppositions that, uh, you know, you're, you're not even thinking uh, rationally. And he was right. He, he had holes as smart as he was, I could tell he had holes in his uh, arguments. And he called himself an expert in atheism. He's written books on atheism. He's debate, debated many times. So he called himself an, an expert on atheism. But we, as elect children of God in Jesus Christ, are forbidden to be an atheist in our thoughts, and we're forbidden to be an atheist in our words, and we're forbidden to be an atheist in our actions. Now, there are, there are people, many maybe, who call themselves Christians who you would call actually practical atheists because they do deny the true God in their thoughts and their actions and uh, in unguarded moments, probably in their words too. They deny him by rejecting his law. I'd like to read Romans 1, 20 through 25. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but because be, became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of 
the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. These are rebellious people. Foolish. Because they know there is a God, but they don't worship him. Their foolish hearts are darkened, it says. And they profess to be wise, like uh, Mr. Stein. And many called him wise, but they became fools. They accepted the lie rather than the truth that the creator alone is to be worshipped. So, kids and big kids. We are forbidden to deny the living God as the only true God and our God. We are forbidden to avoid worshiping him. And we are forbidden to give our worship to any other, a God of our own making. And by coming to this table now, we are admitting that, these three things actually, we're admitting that we do worship the living and the true God alone. And we are actively showing that he is God by worshiping him as he commanded. And we are acknowledging that we will not give our worship to any other. He alone is God and we will worship him. Let's pray. God of all creation, who is blessed forever, thank you for your commandments, which require us and forbid us, because we are your children. Thank you for allowing us to worship you and for giving us the power through your Holy Spirit to worship you, the true and the living God. We come to this table in praise to the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Week by week, we re-covenant ourselves with the one true God and tell him, Lord, we want to love you with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, but we realize we need your strength if we're going to do that. Scripture says we love because he first loved us. He sheds abroad his love in our hearts, and so let's ask him to help us to be more faithful to this covenant as we partake. Lord Jesus Christ, in the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread When he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. In the same manner, he also took the cup, gave it to his disciples and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And Father, we don't ever want to forget that without Christ, we can do nothing. We don't ever want to forget that we need you day by day and uh, your grace is what enables us to live uh, the impossible commands that you give to us. And so we pray that in our weakness, your strength would be made manifest. To that end, we pray that you would uh, set aside these common elements to a holy use, that you'd be glorified, that your people would be strengthened. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.